<clears throat> good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whenever the fuck you're listening to this podcast. Welcome back to Stay Frothy, the podcast you'll hate that you love. Uh, quick public service announcement. Uh, due to unforeseen circumstances, we did have some topics that we were going to talk about, but because of Game of Thrones' latest episode that dropped uh, on April 27th, Sunday, we're doing a call to action, and this podcast is strictly Thrones. Um, I don't know what else to say. The episode that we uh, watched last night was absolutely magnificent. And so if you are listening to this, it has actually taken us a couple days to uh, you know do the editing and put this out, but this should be for all of our listeners that actually do watch Game of Thrones enough time to at least give yourself that 72-hour buffer to when the, the actual conclusion happened. However, what I will say is uh, big time spoiler alert. Uh, we are going to talk in depth about what happened during the Battle of Winterfell. So if you haven't seen it yet, completely understand. Or I don't actually, fuck you. But <laughs> it, it's going to happen. We're going to talk about this right now. And on another note, you'll notice that we do not have our uh, White Claws handy. That is because in honor of Thrones, we will be drinking red wine for this podcast. Uh Cheers. 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 All right, let's get to the spoilers. If you haven't listened or if you haven't watched the episode, you're shit out of luck. Let's lock it in. First things first, like I said, that episode was magnificent. It was marvelous. Everything was done right um, from beginning to end. They, le they left nothing uh, on the table. They were basically like, all right, guys, you've been waiting a week. We told you this is going to be the longest battle sequence in television history. Here you fucking go. Yeah, and I think one of our friends summed it up the best. I got a text shortly after the episode ended uh, from one of our good friends that just said, that was it, that was everything. And I felt completely the same way. Yeah, and so let's, let's just quickly run through the series of events. So what essentially happens in this episode, and this is piggybacking off of two episodes that were pretty boring at the beginning of the season, but was kind of setting a foundation for what was going to be a big fight. And so at the end of the, the, the second episode, everybody's just kind of standing there ready for the White Walkers to come. And so as it transitions and starts, everybody takes their positions and the, and the battle ensues. And so right off the bat, we have Melisandre, the Red Woman, who we haven't seen since fucking Nam, just kind of show up out of nowhere. And in turn turn all the Dorothraki swords on, on fire. fire. And I think they that did, part was epic. I think they did a great job of, or at least they got me, they did a great job of kind of making me forget about her. Right. So I just, everyone's talking about all these curveballs that are going to happen. Nobody was talking about Melisandre and she just shows up. Right. She just shows up and she comes correct. Yeah. She's like, I know what I got to do. Like, I'm going to tap into that magic shit. I'm going to give you guys, like, flaming swords. So at that point, like, we're sitting there as viewers, and we're just like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, now we're taking this shit to another level. Yeah. Like, we're taking this shit, like, this is big boy grind right here. At that part, I was, uh, I had a glass of wine in my hand. You can ask your girlfriend this. But when she lit, like, <laughs> when it was just, like, in unison, all of the, the swords were just on fire, and it was, like, a chain reaction. I, like, spilt my wine because I was just fucking excited. I was like, holy shit, this is going to happen. We've yeah. been waiting for this so, shit. It was awesome. And I think that, like, <clears throat> that's, that's what they did really well in this episode. Build up anticipation. Which, which it was, like, getting your hopes up and then throwing you on a roller coaster ride. So, mm -hmm. like, one second, you're like, wow, here we go. 
Red Woman's back. Their swords are on fire. They're just going to go in there and make a dent in this army. And that does not happen. Yeah, so essentially, the, then the Dothrakis, they got the flaming swords, and they're called Dothraki Screamers, because whenever they attack, they get up on their horses, and they're like, ah! <laughs> Damn, you came in hot as fuck on that one. <laughs> yeah. And so they're, they're literally like screaming into battle. And so you can hear them go off into the distance, and you can see the light, but the light just starts to dwindle Damn. down yeah. and disappear, and the screams start turning out from war chants into just... Pure terror, like just cries. They're getting destroyed by whatever the hell the dead is actually pushing their way. So they disappear, and and that idea of of showing not the actual battle with the Dothrakis, but just showing us the perspective of everybody else that's waiting on the front lines, just like epic, watching the lights go out. Goosebumps. God damn it, that was scary. That's goosebump fuel. Very very terrifying. So as the Dothraki you know, go off and, you know, get murdered by the fucking night walkers or white walkers. Then all of a sudden you're just like, okay, well, so the lights are off. People start retreating. Then we get a shot at Jorah. Jorah kind of shoots that, that sign that like look in his eyes where he's like, yo, honestly, fuck me up, fam. Like this is going to be a disaster. Like we're definitely going to lose. But we do also know that when they, you know, obviously in a war, when somebody retreats, usually there's something right behind them. And so we get like kind of a a pause there so we get to figure out what the hell was behind them. Yeah, and like that that really fucked me up. That's when the, the everything took a huge shift for me. Right. And I was thinking like, oh, like yeah, like they're going to have like those white walkers on the on the front line kind of like charging and they'll have like the guys in the back kind of scattered out and they'll all be running at them and there'll be like this big clash, kind of like a battle of the bastards type thing. Instead, we get a fucking tsunami of zombies coming over the top. They're literally crawling over each other and just blow the front line up. And at that point, the room was silent. We're all just sitting there like, oh, okay, so like, I guess this is the episode where everybody I love dies. My jaw literally dropped. I mean, I watch movies, TV... That was the most organic jaw jaw dropping moment I've ever witnessed uh, watching uh, a television show. When I saw that swarm, because like you said, it was complete darkness. Darth Raki are like just running head on into that. We have no idea of how many are actually on the front line um, until that scene when they finally meet uh, everyone at Winterfell and they're just flooding through, yeah. flooding over everyone. I'm like, this is insane yeah and so this is fucking insane a lot of our main characters are also on the front line so that's another thing that you just kind of internalize you're like okay like brianne's up there and jamie's up there and like the sir Hound. patrick payne's up there you know there's a variety of folks up there and i got up to myself i was like okay well so they're dead we're gonna right. move on from them real quick because right. they like happen to be on the front line so they're gonna get taken care of yeah right, right here uh but they do seem to put up a decent fight like they put up a decent fight i mean like they, they were lived. definitely brought they were they, they were lived. zombie brawling for for real i'm not gonna sit here and be that guy who's talking about unrealistic things in a show that has magic and dragons and shit but but you're gonna be that guy i'm gonna be that guy. that was a little <laughs> that was a little unrealistic i mean come on i mean a tsunami of zombies comes crashing forward and you mean to tell me everyone except for maybe two of the main main characters that we 
have prefaced in these two episodes leading up to it die. No. Everyone else is unscathed. So, so what lives. I think you're what I think you're missing is that yes, like like a lot of a lot of the characters that we like, they make it out. Like thousands of motherfuckers die, like yeah. like almost immediately. And it's all like the, they're just falling on top of our front line and just destroying destroying shit. It's all the unsullied in Dothraki. Those are the ones that those are the body no, counts no, that fell. All, it's all the armies, bro. Like you're talking about the the Knights of the Vale. We're talking about you know whatever was like the the folks in the north that were fighting the Stark army. Whatever was left of the Night's Watch. Whatever was left of, um, not like the, the seven sons, like the seven sons, we're forgetting about them. You, like whatever retreated from the Darth Raki, like they're every, everybody in the north on the northern clans is there. You know, a lot of motherfuckers there. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think like yes, would it have been more realistic to have a higher body count for the main characters? Sure, but like, do they still need to keep driving this story in an interesting way for the next three episodes? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. So like, let's keep them alive for a little bit. Right. And you know what? I think they did a great job of giving us enough significant deaths, like watching Jorah, Jorah sacrifice himself. Well, so let's not get there yeah. yet. Let's not get there yet because where we're still at is just the, the initial charge and the initial shock. Yeah. And so we watch all of this happen. Side note is that um, our guy, our guy, Aegon Targaryen, who... I'm calling him Aegon from here on out because that's who he is. And Johnny Snow and Daenerys are up on a mountain, and John's kind of like, or <clears throat> Aegon's kind of like, "Yo, we need to chill here for a bit because we got to find the Night King." Meanwhile, Daenerys is like, "No, we got to roll out. We got to take the dragons down there because like our folks are just being hung out to dry, and we're not going to win this thing if we don't get involved." So they go down and get involved, and, and that's when. Things start to look a little more optimistic. Look a little bit more optimistic. The fire is doing a lot. Yeah, and I mean, I even I even think that they did a good job because because to some extent you're like, I don't know, man. Like they got two dragons. Like why don't they just torch these guys relentlessly yeah. and everybody yeah. kind of just like chill behind the barriers and then like problem solved. But the thing is, they did a good job of setting up the story where they can't really just do that because they still got the Night King hovering around out there and he's got a dragon. And then they also did a good bit with like. Having some whatever that dark winter is coming magic where they they just get hit by a wall of like an absolute snowstorm. Yeah. And so like they don't really have good visibility. It kind of takes the dragons out of like just like annihilating the dead on the ground. Right. And keeps them up in the air in that dog fight with the, the ice the the White Walker dragon. And Absolutely. that was just the Epic coolest scene. thing I've ever seen. Yeah, so and that was a good transition. So as they get down there, they're they're really putting a dent into you know what is the the army of the dead, and they do locate the Night King eventually. And when they do, they get into an epic dogfight where, quite honestly, these motherfuckers are trading punches with dragons in the air. <laughs> like it's just, it's crazy shit. Like it's stuff like like you wanted it for a while, and then when you're seeing it. You're like, mm, Daddy needs new shorts. Like, yeah. I, I really, I really wanted to see that, and and this is this is literally medieval porn for me. Yeah, <laughs> and they really they they did that justice. Yeah. Not only did they do it justice, like it was cooler than I had imagined. And so, also during that time, Malisandra does come and she lights fire to the second barrier. Yeah, which is pretty big because all of the White Walkers besides Night King. 
it can't go past that fire. So it does kind of like stall the let process. Let be like a little pause moment for stall them. Stall the Everybody bleeding. can kind of start to breathe and excel. Pour yourself another glass of wine. Pour yourself <laughs> another glass of wine. Yeah. However, then all of a sudden, the White Walkers are just like, well, we're dead. We also don't have brains. <laughs> and the only thing we want to do is rip humans apart. So let's, so let's just, just lay on the fire. <laughs> and when that happened... All shit hits the fan yeah. and you can you're literally watching characters that you've had respect for year over year that have been like powerful strong like brave motherfuckers just sitting there like i'm losing it <laughs> yeah i've lost it i'm going crazy i'm going to die and i'm scared yeah yeah and I, yeah and i and i think they also did a really good job of filming the like facial expressions and the horror that, that they're just, like, wearing right. in the show, as opposed to having tons of dialogue and people being like, oh, I'm so scared, or, like, saying, like, really corny lines, like, when they save each other or things like that. It was just straight up, like, we're just going to show, like, the heavy breathing of Grey Worm in his, like, helmet. Yeah. And, like, just, you're just going to listen to this dude's heart pound, and then your heart's pounding, That's and you're breathing point. heavy. And then you're looking at, like, the horror on the hound's face and you're like wow he is just out of character this is one of the toughest dudes yeah. in the game and right. that just starts to scare you and you start to feel as hopeless as they do and they did a great job of doing that through imagery as opposed to having a lot of conversation going on facts right. and so the facts. breach the breach has now happened the breach has now happened but meanwhile like we still got our boys and our young lady up in the air just like duking it out dragon style and so John does Kind of best the Night King in terms of dragon fighting. Night King abandons his dragon. John's dragon or Aegon's dragon's like pretty fucked up. So like John or Aegon kind of gets off of it. And next thing you know, like everybody's kind of on the ground. But meanwhile, um, when that's happening, we, we can't forget about the folks that were down in the crypt. These folks are sitting down there like, yeah, like we're like women and children. So we're all set. Nah. Because as soon as Night King got on the ground, as soon as Night King located Bran, and as soon as he understood that, like, okay, like, now it's time to play my cards, he lifts everybody up that has been going yeah. through this grind, that has been fighting hand-in-hand hand this entire time, and now he has a whole new army of dead, and we're all sitting there just like, fuck. Yeah. Not only that, <laughs> motherfuckers in the crypt are rising from the dead. That was a pretty bad situation. Like it's complete chaos, and I think, and, and I think it, it's um, like what you're saying there, right? There's like the people on the ground. There's the the stuff going on in the air. There's don't forget about the people in the crypt. I think that really helped with the battle fatigue that people normally experience when they watch films. It's like it can just get out of hand and just be absolute chaos, and you're kind of lost in this. Like this brought it down to a very human level where yeah. you're like. Okay, so like now I'm in the crypts. And then the second that you're like, all right, the crypt bit is over, like, all right, well, now you're running down the hallways with Arya. Right. And then the next second you're like, okay, now I'm in the air with the dragons. I'm at the tree with Bran. I'm at the front of the lines with Grey Worm. Like, you just, they just all different sequences of a battle. Around, and each time they bounced you around, it was a new horror. Which is why we weren't breathing. Which is why we weren't breathing. Yeah, which is why, like, the in, entire time I'm having trouble breathing. It was, yeah. it was genius. Yeah. And so, now we've risen up the army of the dead again, which was all the niggas that we brought there in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> they all rose up. So they just doubled up in size. As he's doing this, JS does realize that um, Theon, who has 
gone ahead and sacrificed himself for the well-being of the stars. He's gone, and, and Bran is pretty much by himself, unguarded. <laughs> Aegon, a.k.a. John, decides that he's got to make a dash because, listen, if he sits there... This scene was nuts. Yeah, if he sits there, the zombies are clearly yeah. just going to rip him apart. If he runs at him and he gets there too late, the zombies are going to rip him apart. But if he gets there on time, who knows what happens. Right. Yeah. He, I, he doesn't get there on time. And I think it was a good throwback to like exactly the scenario that happened in Battle of the Bastards. And in Hardhome. Same bit. Can't run backwards. You're going to get smoked by the arrows that they're shooting at you. The only way is forward. Like, But it was also insane. an ode to Hardhome as well because at Hardhome, the same thing happened. But John or Aegon and John were they were running. Yeah. They were running away from the inevitable of like lifting him up, which you know, they just realized that hey, I gotta I gotta go right at this guy because he's just gonna keep doing yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. So no, he doesn't get there on time, but his dragon does come and support him. Right. <laughs> and um, we're we're kind of out here in limbo. Meanwhile, also, right before this happened, because we did skip the part when Daenerys tried to, to smoke the Night King and does this Fire goes away, and Night King sitting there with a big ass smile. That on dude his is face. smirking. Yeah, just like you really thought you had me like that, Chief. Nah, <laughs> so, that doesn't hit right, brother. So, so I've heard. Um, I think that basically confirms it, right? So the Night King has to be a Targaryen. That's what I'm under the under. Because I'm under he, that understanding. Targaryens, Targaryens can live through fire. Ride they can dragons. ride dragons, yep. and the Night King did all of that. Right. Yeah. So, is the Night King a Targaryen? I think we're going to learn more about was. that as we, the season. We're not going to get a chance to ask him, Brad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> was but I'm saying though, like I think we're going to uncover a little bit more about the backstory of the White Walkers, or at least the Night King, to help us explain how he was able to live through that fire, how he was able to just jump on a dragon and ride that shit. And I mean, I, I mean, to some extent though, I'm watching this, and you know, I, I'm just like, I, I don't even really feel like I do need an explanation. Yeah, yeah, I'm just under the impression yeah. that this guy's mad powerful, so, like, sure, he can live through fire. But yeah. that's not I'll take game. it. Like, that's I don't really care. wasn't that important. That's there. not our Game of Thrones roles, or Game of Thrones roles, though. You well, know, like, well, there's so, always got to be some type yeah, of meaning. Yeah. Well, well, Any so, good show has a meaning behind every little thing. I just think he's just ridiculously like, powerful. Like, <laughs> like, Brad, like, you're, you're right. Like, he could be a yeah. Targaryen, but I don't need him to waste my precious seconds of what is the last three episodes for them to give me a fucking backstory yeah. over the dead zombie night. Yeah, I'm not I, saying, I, he's yeah, done. He's dead. There was no place and, to and fit that and in. Let's, in that and episode. let's get to that. Right. Because, There's no place to fit that in. In that so, episode. So Bran is, Bran is sitting there after he essentially looked over at Theon and was like, Theon, you're nice. And thank you for everything. Go die now, motherfucker. But you and got to Theon's get clapped. Like, I got G. you. He got clapped up by <laughs> the night king. And then we got, our guy Aegon, aka JS, who's sitting there staring the Night King down, and it's like, all right, like what's gonna happen here? He can't get to him. He like gets pushed off to the side and is actually going after the other dragon. Yeah. Night King is approaching Bran and from the top rope. From the fucking top rope. But why did he take so long? Why did he Bro, he'd been taking long it took he him took- 8,000 years to get there. He was taking his sweet time. He was trying to enjoy that moment. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I I mean, they got me because I thought there was going to be some crazy twist because he was taking a while. And the way he was looking at Bran, I was just like, dude, is this guy going to get up and dap him up? Right. Was they, Are they in on this together? I, I read a, a theory that a coworker sent me, oddly enough, through a, cosmop- a cosmopolitan 
article, but they post. She she told me they post a bunch of Game of Thrones shit, and the article was trying to say that Bran might actually be evil. I mean, I, go I back thought that, for a second that he might be. Now I don't because I'm not of the way that they had that, that is, interaction, but, yeah. the way that they had that interaction, and they looked at each other, and there was just like no dead time. They were just like in, in like. To be completely, in, they were collabed together, like in sync. Yeah. To to be completely honest with you, my man, my man is paralyzed. My man is paralyzed, and he's in the in the middle of a fucking war, and he hasn't really had a conversation with anybody in a while. How the hell else do you want him to react? Yeah. Sure, but if I was if I was in that situation, I'd be sitting there just like. <laughs> but you know, Brand's character, dude. He's really unfazed. He's the three eyed Raven. The right. dude sees into the future and right. can go and back so, in time. So what is what is it that? What is it that doesn't tell you that he's just sitting there knowing full well that, okay, Arya's going to come from the top rope and fucking impale him in the chest with a knife that I literally gave her? Yeah. Yeah, because he, he, yeah, he, he gives her the knife. He knows what's going on. And he knows like, who she is. He knows where she's been. She knows that, he knows that she's a total badass. And Arya comes out from the free throw line airborne right gets caught yeah and i'm like damn he is gonna crush this girl's throat out just like thanos crushed loki's throat out i'm gonna have to watch this shit go down again yep and then she just pulls the move of the century drops drop catches knife offhand bang to the Mm. chest you're gone like mj going for the dunk but not reverse with the left hand Lay up, scoop, and score. It was MJ shit. It was goat shit. That was some MJ shit. It was goat shit. When she dropped it, though, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, it's over. (laughs) Done. And that was the biggest 180 I've ever made in in watching television. I'm like, no fucking way. She catches it and stabs homeboy. Yo, and beats everybody. And they were, we were seconds away from watching every single character that we've loved to watch just die. I mean, let's, let's talk about these folks that die. I mean, we got old boy from uh, old boy from uh, the Night's Watch, JS's guy. Yeah, dead. Is that, that Patches of Hulahan, homie with the, the uh, eye patch? No, <laughs> uh, no. It's the guy with like the longer hair, beard. Yeah, yeah. Not narrowing it down because this is Game of Thrones, but uh, it's the guy that like literally was with John the entire time. I don't. I don't we, know. We, his... we understand. Just... Yeah, okay, yeah. Go. Dead. We got um, Liana. Uh, where's the little yeah, yeah yeah she got squished out by a giant but then sticks him in the yeah, face at least she took him down which yeah. goes to say that um you know we're, we're bear island a soldier from bear island is worth 10 somewhere else it took 10 soldiers from the night's watch to take down a giant she did it by herself owed to her she went out like a champ major props yeah we got jara marmont who's just doing god's work shout out to my guy just the embodiment of what it means to be loyal Mm-hmm. To be dedicated and to be loyal, putting it all on the line for the greater good. Love that, dude. You yeah. heard that, ladies. Mike Botto, everyone. All right. Melisandre went ahead. <laughs> Melisandre went ahead and took off her, uh, took the drip off, and she turned old all of a sudden and blew off like dust. I didn't get that. <laughs> no what, shocker there. What, I don't. I don't get that. She fulfilled her prophecy. So she saved so everyone she's, yeah. from the long night. So she's done. And let's talk about her character that. is done. Let's talk about the whole prophecy bit because there's this one last piece that we should definitely talk about before we sign off here, and that's the bit where she's told Arya way back that she was going to close some people's eyes. Yeah. Right. So she closed the blue eyes. She's got some green eyes to close. Yeah. That's Cersei. So who's bitch. that going to be? So let's go ahead that's and transition into some predictions here. Yeah. 
So at this point, this is my prediction. Um, and it, it revolves around the understanding that money is going to ultimately pave the way for what's going to happen next in terms of the, the throne for the seven kingdoms. Yeah. Right now, Cersei has paid off her debts and thus paid it forward to get access to the Golden to Company. The Golden Company. Yeah. They're on their way. The Golden Company is all about supporting folks that actually have a rightful claim, but also have some cash money. Mm-hmm. I think that if they can somehow finagle a way to get on a dragon with Jamie Lannister and the powers that be and go to Bravos, and whether it be take someone from Bravos after they convince them of like, yo, we have we have the Prince of Fire we have the Prince of Fire and Ice, we have the person that killed the Night King. We we defeated the army of the dead. We have two dragons and we have a rifle and recruit for the, the gold throne. company on their and a side. A ton of money. And a ton of fucking money. They can recruit the golden company to come on board, therefore transitioning us to uh, heading over to uh, King's Landing where they'd have to fight the Lannister army and what is left of But where do they where um, do they get the money from? How do they have a ton of money? She's been loaded. She's been she owns like Who? all these different places. Who? Like Daenerys. Oh, that's right. She That's owns right. all these other right. domains, and she's got bread. Like she definitely been talking about how she got bread for a while. Right. I mean, everybody else, and I think Mike brought up a good point. I think like anybody else, it's like a Joe Schmell out in the street gets word like, "Yo, like Aegon Daenerys and the homies up north, like <laughs> holding it down for the six. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get on that bandwagon. Yeah. Oh, Game Seven, <laughs> Cersei Arya with the clutch. Yeah, three. Like Cersei was out here ready to let those motherfuckers lose. And how the de- like the dawn of the dead come down here to King's Landing? Right, not up in here, motherfucker. That <laughs> shit don't make no sense, bro. Like, I gotta get behind my boys from the six. And this this could be <laughs> obvious. This could be obvious, but um, or maybe it doesn't happen. I don't know. But I I think um, that Danny is also going to make amends with Sansa or the Starks at some point. Yeah. So and, you don't think and, she's and, getting off? And not and not have them bending any knees or anything because Winterfell just held it down. Yeah, there no knees need to be bent. Yeah, I, I think that she's going to let them rule the North. You um, think she got a, a hard reality check? I, I think they're going to have episode? to. I, they're going to have to rework everything. I mean, they just lost like half their army. Yeah, I mean, Daenerys was fighting with her hands. You think she ever wants to do that in the North again? Hell no, <laughs> hell no. no. She probably doesn't even wipe her own ass. She was, she was swinging she a was sword, dude. Shooketh. Yeah. She didn't know where the hell she was. She said, "I don't do this shit. I have people do this for me." Yeah. And, and she got into the nitty gritty. She got into the weeds. I mean, died. she was pretty much using. I thought she was Jorah. Yeah, I thought she was a gunner. Yeah, I mean, she was tossing yeah. Jorah around. Jorah was just taking blades for her. Like, <laughs> I mean, I. I I understand, but nah, that probably wouldn't be me. I mean, a lot of people were taking blades for people. A lot of people were like going out in the way in which they like want to go out as yeah. heroes. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have been me, Chief. Honestly, <laughs> I would have saw that that wall of zombies just running up, and I would have just hit the ground and just laid on my belly like, and acted dead. Well, the entire and time. that ain't it, Chief. There, nah, there I'm was out. there was someone that did do that. Sam Sam did that. Yeah, Sam, Sam was on the ground crying the whole time. Yeah. And Bruh, then, to be honest. It's, Please tell me how this motherfucker didn't die. Probably where a lot of us would have been. Bruh. He was probably screaming so much like a bitch. They thought he was already stabbed out and dead. Like. Bruh. Sam, I was, I was literally anticipating Sam to die that episode. And he somehow made it out. 
another point where I'm going to be like, that's unrealistic. Well, next time I'm in war, I'm just going to lay on the ground and cry. And then all of a sudden, the dust settles. He's just like, we did it. We fucking did it. Where's Gilly and little Sam? (laughs) Fuck him. Yeah, but badass. That was one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. Like, obviously, throwing fans out there. We've been waiting 10 years for that. It really brought everything, you know, to home base and gave us what we've been dying for. Dragon fights. Zombies are still living. Um, that's like unbelievable, just not like sword fighting moves, like, like our real ones going down, like heroes, yeah. giants, dragons, wolves. Fuck yeah, Thrones! Thank you so much. Yeah, you know I mean? let yeah. me let me that interject awesome. here. There was a lot of people on social media that were like, "That was just the most anticlimactic uh, episode, battle, blah blah blah." Like, what do you have to say to that? When I, when people were telling, like, I had people commenting and they were telling me like. Everything was just so expected that that just did not meet my expectations whatsoever. First off, those people are just in the minority of people that watched that show because because everybody that I've been talking to was like, that was the most fantastic thing I've ever seen. I mean, I saw Avengers Endgame on Friday and that blue Endgame out of the water. I, I'm I haven't even thought about Endgame. Yeah, it, it's it's, it's not even comparable in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and to uh, uh, to Mike's point, if you're sitting there and you can really say in your right mind that you understood that Melisandre was going to show up and do what she did, uh, you're full of shit. <laughs> if you sat there and you thought that those zombies were just going to like approach like a tidal wave. And absolutely destroy the Darth Raki army and, and put everybody on their heels. You're full of shit. If you thought that, honestly, our our team, Daenerys and, and Aegon slash John, were going to survive a full-on physical hands-on dragon fight with the Night King, you're full of shit. Wrong. If you knew that when they uh, blowtorched the Night King that he was just going to survive, you're full of shit. Wrong. And if you didn't, if you didn't think that right at the end, as... Aegon slash John, Daenerys, Jorah, and Bran are all surrounded by fucking zombies, and Arya was going to fly out of the fucking middle of nowhere, get choked out, and pull one of the sickest sleight of hand moves I've ever set I've ever seen, then you are so full of shit that you are actually poop. No, and, and what what about what about what about and, and here and here would be my question to, to those people. What about what Craig just said isn't fucking awesome. Right. There, you're, I think that's a big reach at this point. You're just trying to be like, eh, it wasn't that good. Like, I'm different. Yeah, right. and you know what? Like, Be you different. Can, you can go ahead. And, <laughs> don't in, don't yeah. enjoy that somehow. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, you can, you can go reaching. ahead and be like the worst part of like, what is this generation moving forward? But for the rest of us, we appreciate the fuck out of the hard work that those folks Seriously. that make Game of Thrones do. And they really, it, it's a risky position, as popular as that yeah. show is, to create a plot the way in which they did. And they not only exceeded my expectations, like, they blew them out, out of, of the, the water. water. I am yeah. going to watch it again yeah. for the third and possibly the fourth time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good it was. 
So for all y'all that watched uh, that watched and you just listen to this, I hope you enjoyed the way we analyze it. I'm sure you have plenty to add because, I mean, quite honestly, there's so many different angles to which you can look at this. But we got three more episodes. Let's fucking ride it out. You know what I mean? Like, God's going to hold it down for us in the end. And, you know, hopefully the rightful, uh, the rightful king or queen is on the throne. Hey, there you have it. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll be back on the next one. Peace out. Stay frothy.